Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. Hello, Memphis Type listeners. Um, If you love Memphis, or perhaps you love items made by Memphis makers, you probably have heard of Boswell and Lily. And if not, you should probably stop what you're doing, unless it's driving, or you could pull over. Pull out your phone, your desktop computer, and go to boswellandlily.com and check out what's on there, because I think you're going to like what you see, and you'll be happy to know that for our show today, we have our guest is Ben Fuller, or Fuller. Fuller. So yeah, Fuller. Everybody gets it wrong, but it's super simple. It's like, Fulfer. think of full of fur without the of. Oh, Fuller. Fur. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, every time I saw you, I never... I just always said your name, Ben. Oh, yeah. Well, that one's easier. Yeah, Ben. Ben. (laughs) Just to the point, Ben. So, Ben, you are the creator slash owner slash manager of Boswell and Lily. The everyone, the everything. We have a group of people who like to help out, but yeah, it's mostly my brainchild that I hope continues on to be other people's brainchild as well, though. (laughs) Okay. So... I think I probably am going to dig into your story a bit because I know you're someone who left Memphis, mm-hmm. came back, and I think through inspiration, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like coming back to Memphis, your home, is kind of the inspiration itself for what Boston yeah. really became. Yeah, so I grew up in Memphis, uh, born and raised in Bartlett, out right outside of Memphis, and uh, left uh in 2006 to go to college and i was one of those kids who was like i'm never coming back to this place i'm too big for this place i'm gonna end up on be a rock star or something without playing music or something wild so i was i was in texas for five years and then moved all over the u.s los angeles uh oklahoma city nashville asheville north carolina so when i started i left here i was like 18 and i came back i when i moved back to memphis which will be um, coming up on three years. It, I was what twenty six, so I was gone like twenty seven nine years. You just went off to live places. Yeah, I just wanted an adventure. Um, I was not settled enough where I, if I didn't like somewhere, I just kept going to the next place. <laughs> but it, for me, it was a matter of like when I was younger, I was like n- not gonna settle anywhere i was just gonna try to find that home you know did you consider being one of those travel nurses oh no because i hate blood oh okay yeah so no nursing no um i did want to like live i lived overseas for a little bit in africa and um that really made me realize i don't want to live overseas i like this culture too much and i'm not flexible enough to go into another culture but all those adventures and um kind of pointed me back here to memphis i Would always come back every year just because my family's here, my mom, my dad. um, I would like want to come back and you'd see something new every time. You hear it all the time here in Memphis, right? So, yeah. Wait, what are they doing with that building? That used to be abandoned. Now it's what? Or it's a store? Or what is that place? Or this doesn't look anything like that. And so that happened to me. And I realized in October of, I guess that was 2016 now. 2015 now that I my mom was visiting me and I looked her in my, her face and I said I'm moving home in April I'm huh. gonna quit my job I'm gonna move home and she's like okay whatever Ben because at this <laughs> point I've moved everywhere yeah. and um I did and I've been back for nearly three years now 
Is that a long time for you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Three years is a, like a lifetime in one place. Okay. Yeah. So you came here. Mm-hmm. At what point did you come up with this child of yours with Boswell and Molly? I would say that like it came to me, um, I guess, two August is, August ago, but it's been working on it for years. Um, just so like adventuring. Yeah, or you didn't even know what you had, right? Like life experiences yeah. are in your face all the time. And you're, I worked for uh, in the retail business for you know, nearly 10, 15 years, just uh, these odd jobs or managing, you know, big box stores or doing this or that, or just like liking fashion or clothing or, and you learn more about the difference between big box stores and small boutiques and independent stores and made in the U.S. and made overseas. And you just, you learn all those things and it kind of like brings you to a point where you are. Um, But it all came to a head and um, two summers ago, I lost two grandparents, my two granddads, um, two weeks apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a big hit. Big hit. Um, so when I went out to see my, um, grandmother for the funeral, uh, she let me go upstairs into the attic and just rummage around, which was fun. I was looking for old family photos or old family heirlooms or something, you know, something to touch, feel, and kind of see where I came from because death tends to bring out your nostalgia I guess about where you are and where you're from and so when I got back I found a container filled with old type of all kinds of written letters from my great-grandfather I saw um, old auto part sales receipts that had like the old (laughs) letters like typed on there and like you know the old school um where now people are like making these fonts this was just like what they had like it was like the coolest thing ever and i learned so much about my great-grandfather he was a small farmer out over near hope arkansas he the only way he survived is he sold part of his land so i-40 could go through so like kind of all kind of this crazy where my family who i grew up as privileged as they can get is this hard small working family farm in arkansas and uh, I found old pictures of him and old dog tags and all these things I could touch, feel, and, and do. So I went on this deep dive, um, and that brought me back home to Memphis. And much like what you guys do, um, I started doing a deep dive into Memphis history and Memphis things. A lot of people don't realize that Memphis was the same size as Atlanta and Dallas back in like yeah. the 50s or even a little before. And um, those cities blew up, and ours blew down a lot of reasons like martin luther king Mm -hmm. martin luther king uh crump uh church political thing all these things but i just did a deep dive about my city and throughout there i wanted to create something as an ode back to it so like i started looking back in order to make our city move forward a little bit from where i am and that's kind of where boswell and lily came from that's awesome yeah did you prepare that just for this podcast no i I, I might have said it once (laughs) or twice before Awesome. I think that was what interested us, obviously, is we just obviously were very intentional about who we picked to be on the show. And we could tell by what you're printing, like there's an obvious bit of Memphis, like iconic Memphis pieces to it. And so I did want to kind of learn from you and hear from you what those pieces are, you know, and I don't know, like what the Cherokee, it kind of almost seems like that's your symbol almost because it's. It's yeah, it's so kind of become of that. Um, yeah. 
But I'm, I'm assuming that has some something to do with Memphis history. Yeah, absolutely. So that we call it the 46T. You can see it on our website, BoswellLilly.com. Um, <laughs> a little plug there. But no, um, it was the first thing we did. It, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, the 1946 logo of the Memphis Chicks. I don't know if you've heard of the Memphis Chicks, yes. but they're a baseball team that started in 1901. There's been many different um, iterations of the team, and they left in the mid-90s, right before what well, now is the Memphis Redbirds came in. And so there's a lot of different logos out there of what they did. Um, I really fell in love with this one because it was 1946. It had that old, rustic feeling. Yes. Um, so what we did is we created a screen, and we screen print all of our t-shirts by hand. So it gives it a that, yeah. different feel. Um, it gives you a different texture. Um, kind of almost feels worn off before you even wear it. But even as you wear it, it, it turns into your own shirt. For me, the Memphis Chicks meant a lot of... Uh, things to me. Me and my dad used to grow up going to Tim McGarver Stadium, which was over on the fairgrounds. Um, yeah. And we would used to go to the Memphis Chicks games every summer. So like, it was like me and my dad's thing. We would sit out in the hot bleachers and watch this team eat ice cream, eat like hot oh. dogs. And um, so it meant a lot to me. I think I actually have the last Memphis Chicks team sign the baseball for my birthday. No way. Uh, and like at somewhere in the ethos of my life um there's this ball that has the last memphis chicks team that has it all signed so it's kind of like um the shirt is a ode to like what that's what that team like baseball in general is like a slow team um memphis has a lot of baseball history i don't know if you know this but like Mm -hmm. there's a memphis turtles there's a memphis uh red Sox, which was a negro league team that Mm -hmm. was the first negro league team that be owned and operated by african americans they also had their own stadium the only one in the u.s had their own stadium i'll go ahead and add a plug we did do a podcast in that last month so go look for memphistypehistory.com slash red Sox to listen to that episode uh if you are into baseball so yes go ahead it's incredible so i'm very into baseball because it's a sport me and my dad bonded over however that shirt is an ode to that and an ode to our history uh of that time and so that's where that shirt came from it was the first shirt that we hand screen printed so it has become somewhat of a um symbol although we're trying not distancing ourselves but we're trying to make ourselves more than just that yes and moving into other designs and things you know i mean for us it's the dancing lady like there's something that like you there's a story behind it there's meaning behind it and so even though it's not necessarily your your logo or your brand they're like yeah there's a story that comes with it right it's very easy to tell that story uh, for sure it's Easy to tell that story and easy to find, see what the symbolism before the brand and Memphis is and connect mm-hmm. the two. And put the two together. Well, and I love that you that it is that logo. Because honestly, I will say when I look at Memphis Chicks, because I wondered, that's not the logo I found. Right. So I love that you remember that and you have it and you're reproducing something that's not easily you can look up and find. Yeah. What's cool about that logo, too, is because... so. Baseball back in the day, and you might have talked about this in a podcast in the past, but what I've researched and what I found is like with these logos is like if you were on the team before, it'd be like if you're a Grizzlies player now and you mm-hmm. you wouldn't have a new jersey every game. Mm-hmm. You would have just your jersey. So yeah. if you play for the team for three or four years, you might have a 
there might be a new logo and you might have your old logo. So uh-huh. I think the last one I found was like 57, um, where somebody was still wearing that old logo on there. So, and as early as like 44, 42, 1942 ish, um, yeah. this logo was like found throughout. The one that I designed the shirt after is the 46. So we call it the 46T because of that. Okay, so yeah. you had it now. Oh, yeah. It's just like, okay, it sounds cool. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but another t-shirt in particular, does it have BB King on it? Yeah, so we, going back to the, the beginning of Boswell and Lily, so I knew I, I got back from all my family's, you know, losing to my grandfather two weeks apart. Um, it was hard, but I knew at that point I wanted to do something, and I had like 400 extra dollars, which is not a lot of money in the long term, but I was trying to decide, do I want like an Xbox, or do I want to like do something with this? Mm-hmm. So I had this idea um, for a shirt with B.B. King on it. So I got a local artist who helped me render uh, a picture of a 21-year-old B.B. King until it almost looks like a stencil, and um, went to a local screen printing shirt place, and I said, here's my $400, I want to make this shirt. And then took a big this gulp. This was your first shirt. And this, so this was the legitimate first shirt. We didn't hand screen print it at the time. This was just our, I put all $400 in there and I got, I think, 56 shirts back. And I was like, holy crap, <laughs> what if no one likes it? Like, and so this is where Boswell and Lily was born. Um, I think some of the shirts had the name spelled wrong on the tag. Um, so if you have a B-O-S-W-E-L-L shirt, uh, you have an OG. But anyways, um, they sold out. That's so great. the money that we used from all that that we made from that, we put right back and ordered more shirts, sold out again. And that's when I realized, okay, I got to keep this going. Uh-huh. Um, and so we transitioned into hand screen printing and hand um, sewing and hand... Um, Letter pressing, yeah, we hand stitch our beanies that I'm wearing right now, actually. We hand stitch our little tag on there. We hand paint shirts now. We, we're trying to do everything as authentic as we can, and, and, yeah. and hopefully the goal is eventually we'll make our own shirts, and it's, we'll be sourced out of the South, and it will be from here, because we want to keep things as rooted as possible, but we also have to make money and so a lot of those things we are learning along the way which is fun for people who follow the brand to see as it grows and builds and everything yeah well I'm so glad that you mentioned that because the amount of time it takes to hand stitch to paint to even screen print like there's so much time that goes into it and then to know that you're putting your thumbprint on each individual piece right. is kind of, it's good to make people aware of that because I, don't, right. I think we take it for granted. Right. And we do have higher price points um, that, that has come up from people are like, oh, you spent how much on a t-shirt? And we don't, the way that I look at fashion and the way I look at clothes is like we, we spend a lot of money on junk nowadays. Like I do, you do, our culture does. It's just a matter of it is. Me and my roommate always talk about how we can't eat all the food in our fridge before we have to throw some away and we just feel awful about it. So my way that I look at fashion is like I want to buy something I wear all the time. Yeah. And love and adore and know that I have it and it's mine. And it. And if I can beat it up and it's cooler after it's beat up, I like it even more. Yeah. And so... That's kind of our approach to the things that we have. Like, we hope that you buy something and it becomes yours. It's no longer Roswell Lilies, but it's Rebecca's or it's my Ben's or it's Susie Q's, whoever's. It's theirs to wear and 
live in and we want it to be the most comfortable shirt that you know like you steal it from your husband or your boyfriend's closet or you wear it every single day and then people are making fun of you like we want you wanting to do those things and so that that's our mindset is because if we spend the money on one good thing that we love we're not spending it on a thousand things that we are just throwing away at the end of the month yeah just again yeah and that's just the way i look at clothing it's where i wear maybe the same 12 things in different arrays and people call me a fashion person and i literally just wear the same things over and over again it's just the things that i love yeah well if anyone lives in midtown they're like need the closet space anyway oh that's true yeah. Yeah. I'm living I'm living in midtown you know closet space yeah <laughs> warning if you're moving here <laughs> yeah so that's actually that's a great story about um the start of the first shirt yeah, oh, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. And you're doing this all by yourself. Yeah, mostly, mostly. I have some the, great friends. I have some great friends, and I have great supporters and people who have helped out. Um, partnered with some really, really cool brands from all over the U.S. From uh, Turner Letterpress here in town, um, yes. we letterpressed all of our launch party posters by hand um when we had our launch party last april and we gave we have those as gifts that you can buy as in like you can remember when our first posters were made because we handmade them we partnered with uh, ebbets field is a manufacturer out of seattle who hand makes everything they make all of our jackets that you see online um, they make all of our felt hats that you see online. If we don't know how to do it, we're trying to find people who are the best at what they do, and they they help us out so much. The jacket has kind of a vintage yeah, style. Definitely, definitely. Okay, I'm ass- I'm assuming it was inspired by yeah, it's a in- certain era. Or it's something. inspired by a lot of different things. You know, like one was uh, they call it a umpire like baseball again. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a work jacket type feel where it's like an everyday casual jacket thing so there's definitely inspirations of vintage fields through everything we do like we 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 want that vintage feel because again we want to look back into like what made memphis the largest city in the south and Mm -hmm. then how can we bring those aspects back to today yeah and the uniqueness of it right you know i know i had this question in the past and i'm sure people listening may not know this either but where does the name come from Oh, that's even more fun. So those are my two Australian Shepherd dogs that I grew up with. I don't see them here. They're not here currently because they would tear Midtown apart. They're out at my parents' house where they can run and flop around and be dogs. So Boswell is a four-year-old Australian Shepherd. He is what we call the Velcro dog. He's a dog that will lay at your feet. You stand up, he stands up, he walks. (laughs) He's about... He's about a couple of things, patience, loyalty, quietness, calm, these aspects that like are, are really important to leadership and, and ways to live your life. And then there's Lily, who's a, who's almost two years old now, but at the time when I started this company, she was a one-year-old puppy, and she really only knew, knew two things, and that was to love and to risk. And so she didn't care about consequences. She didn't care if she was running off a cliff and didn't know where she was falling to. She just wanted the adventure, and she just went. And for me, those two things combat each other all the time, but they also are a perfect marriage into how you should live your life. You need to know when to be patient and live slowly. And I like to wake up and make a cup of coffee and sit and take in the day, but I also knew when to like throw in all my $400 and start this little (laughs) silly t-shirt thing, you know? So both of those aspects are really, really important for us. And so I saw them in in the dogs that I saw every day, so I kind of moved into the name 
Now, what would have happened if he didn't like Lily? Oh, man, I don't know. Not because. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find it. Well, and this name came well after I knew them very well and I loved them dearly. So, uh, luckily, that happened. If I didn't like them, I might have come up with a new name. Yeah. So, it's okay. Yeah. People do it all the time, I'm sure. People do it all the time. And you have three cats, I'm seeing. Oh, I know. I have three cats. Uh, I'm crazy. Well, I have two cats. Let's let's see. I have two okay. cats. And my roommate has one cat. So we're pet people for sure. Um, <laughs> they all seem to get along though. So they're they're all right. Complete siblings. Yeah, they're all right. If you're in this room to set the mood, we have one that's passed out upside down. One's <laughs> locked into a bedroom because he can't chill out, <laughs> and the other one is sniffing around the mic. So like we and, literally have yeah. all these things going on at once to paint you this beautiful picture. Of what's going on as we... Yeah, one was trying to drink my water just a minute ago. Drink the water. He loves drinking water, so Mm -hmm. shout out to Nova. (laughs) All right, so what other... You know, just so people know, you don't just sell t-shirts. Right. Um, That's probably the most awesome, I think, and jackets. You also have, like, scarves. Yeah, Uh, so we've done a lot of fun different projects. We have these um, really popular banners that say, um, proud as we can be to live in Tennessee. We live in the greatest state. Um, we have one that is nearly seven feet long, but then we have... Um, seven feet? Yeah, it's huge. That's taller than me. Yeah, I can I mean, sh- not that I'm I, tall, but... I can show you. It's very long. It's very long. A banner. Um, it's a huge banner. It's made by Oxford Pennant. Um, pause is my roommate. Oh, she can come in. Yeah. So Ben's roommate's coming in. Hey, Claire. And Claire sometimes takes the photographs. You yeah, take you take photographs. photographs. I do, I do. Welcome. I hope that's. I hope. I hope that's all you say. I hope all that's picked up on this is I do. I do. So. That's great work. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, um, we don't only do t-shirts. We do banners. It says. Uh, Proud as we can be to live in Tennessee from Johnny Cash. We also have smaller banners. Okay. Um, that are 18 by 24 inches, which are a little more manageable. They're more more for the wall. They've been very popular by this brand called Oxford Pennants. They hand make um, pennants in Buffalo, New York. Um, they were wow. here for a creative conference. It's called Creative Works here in um, yeah. They were here this year, so I got to meet them and talk to them, and we came up with this idea for a really cool banner. Um, it's we, not in product, production yet. Or is oh no, it's here. About? It's on. It's online. You can buy it. It's around. We also had um, handwoven uh, scarves from Madagascar that were dyed here in Memphis by a master dyer. That we. Um, is a master dyer here. There, there is a master dyer. With. Yeah. So That's we really di- cool. So we dyed things with black walnut, um, indigo, martyr root, turmeric. Um, yeah, and they're absolutely gorgeous because they're all handmade. Obviously, those aren't made in the U.S., but we partnered with a nonprofit that I have a relationship with where all of those women who made those get paid a um, wage and then are taught small business skills. So when we can't make it in the U.S., we try to make it through ethical ways. And then we have incense. We have candles. We have we partner with other brands that have like liked mind ethos, aesthetics. if you will. Yeah, aesthetics. Um, we're very picky with who we partner with, but since we can't make everything ourselves because there's very right. little of us, um, we partner with people who are doing the similar thing. So yeah, yeah. But we have ball caps, we have beanies, we have um, vintage goods, vintage T-shirts, vintage jackets, vintage. We have a uh, 
1941 World War II jacket that is unbelievable right now. That's one of my yeah. favorites. We do a lot of different things. We partnered with um, chain stitch artists in the back to do custom chain stitch stuff. So, yeah, a lot that's of a fun big, stuff. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. collaboration. Yeah, we collab with as many people as we can, but also to give the best products that you can't find here, too. So. Yeah. yeah. Am I missing anything else? Mm, so any other stories? That- nothing, nothing. I don't think we have any great stories, but you can follow us along on Instagram or Facebook or any of that stuff. But coming up, we do have a few events if you would like to come out and meet us. April, we're doing Memphis Fashion Week. Oh, um, wonderful. It's the market on the, I think it's the 13th and 14th. It's like a Friday and Saturday. Um, come out to that. There's going to be a lot of local designers there, so you should come hang out. We're going to do Wilson's um, Spring Festival the last weekend of April over in Wilson, Arkansas. If you have not been there, it's amazing. It's about 35 miles north of Memphis, um, along with some other pop-ups along the way. Also, we're trying to plan some more local um, live music shows with some local artists, too, to kind of partner with them to get this full lifestyle brand Eat, like you can understand what we do a lot better when you add whiskey, beer, and music. Yes. So. <laughs> you had your first pop up, was it just in January? Or? So we had it uh, for the month of November. Downtown Commission gave us a free spot. We did such a good job that they invited us to stay throughout the new year. So we, we tore down, I think, December 27th was our last day, and it was super fun. We had a local coffee shop called Lo Fi Coffee pop up in there. We had live music. We had a whiskey corner that was very popular. <laughs> um, we had um, a bunch of stuff. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you see from Boswell and Lily around town that people are wearing, they probably got it at the pop-up. Yeah. Um, and then we also partnered with local shops like um, Stock and Bell and then White's Mercantile here uh, in Wilson, Arkansas. Um, so you can find us around. I always like to touch, feel, and try things on myself. So mm-hmm. um, there's ways to do it here in town to get our stuff. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone go there. And um, for our show notes, I, I do want to we'll post photos of a few of your products too. Make sure yeah. that there's a link to Boswell and Lily. Do you have a picture of your dogs that we uh, could put? Sure, I'm sure I do somewhere. Okay. Yeah. And you can find all of those at memphistypehistory.com slash Boswell, because we have to use one word, and word. we're just, you know, Boswell's the oldest, yeah. so we'll do that. Yeah, and Lily gets too much attention anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Boswell, spelled with a Z, not an S. B-O-Z. Yes. B-O-Z-W-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. And Lily is only L-I-L-Y. Sometimes someone throws in L-I-L-L-Y. Oh, the double L. Yeah, mm. it's a single L. <laughs> so, yeah, head on over there. Uh, you'll find uh, photos and make sure to check them out on Instagram. It's a really good feed uh, as well. Thanks. You've been listening to Memphis Type History. We like your type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind the scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Memphis Type History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. 